You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. I think the important starting point is to say that if you look at the state's finances, uh, what the Minister of Finance is responsible for, you will find that state debt levels have uh, are currently at record high levels and are increasing at a totally unsustainable rate. So uh, the bottom line is is that the state owes too much money, they are spending too much money and the revenue especially in the form of various taxes are under tremendous pressure. and that means that we have to cut back on state spending unfortunately for the minister of finance is that there's an election around the corner and of course uh, his colleagues he, they don't want him to cut back on spending because if you cut back on spending people tend not to vote for you uh, and but the reality is that we are in a very difficult position we have to cut back uh, on spending but maybe also just a comment about the the so called mini budget or the medium term budget policy statement it is not really a budget as such it's more more of an opportunity for the minister of finance to give us some feedback on what's been happening in the past 6 months or so and maybe also give a bit of a, an overview of what can be expected over the next couple of months and so on and usually in uh, in uh, during on this specific platform the minister of finance does not make any significant change or any changes to taxes or to major announcements as far as state expenditure are concerned and the like so this is more of a, a report back opportunity for the minister of finance and to that effect i mean what sort of report back can we expect you know you you mentioned the elections yeah. which will of course uh, be a factor to consider in the rearview mirror uh, then you also have uh, government's finances as you said under increased pressure yeah. uh, so how is he going to deal with that what what would be the ideal way for him to deal with this what well, ideal way is certainly to cut back on state spending the ideal way will be to to do something about the state owned enterprises but what has been happening recently and i think he certainly will spend some time on this is if you look at the revenue side i did mention the revenue side is under tremendous pressure because the economy is just not growing so how much so how much what does he expect in terms of economic growth and i think he's certainly going to adjust his estimates for economic growth downwards how much does he expect in terms of lost revenue because of weak economic growth how much does he expect uh, of more spending because of the state owned enterprises that needs to be bailed out and the civil servants wage increase what the, which was well above the budgeted estimates and very importantly and this is what the financial markets will be looking out for is how much money is he going to borrow and where is he going to get the money and what is going to happen to state debt levels so those are kind of numbers that the financial markets will be looking out for that's one of the concerns uh, you know at least as a layperson um in the south african uh, you know space because it seems as though we are borrowing quite a lot but we don't seem to quite be able to keep track of what we are borrowing and what we are spending the money on davi would that be fair to say 
No, no, I think that's unfair. We know exactly how much money the state is borrowing. There's a long list of all the various instruments on which they are borrowing. In fact, the total outstanding debt of the state is currently four and a half trillion rand, which is approximately 73% of GDP. Uh, that means that you and I, by the way, we owe approximately 80, 90,000 rand more than what we think we owe, because that's what the Minister of Finance has done. He's borrowed money on your behalf and on my behalf. We also know where the money is going to. We know that the, the bulk of this money is going to most state expenditure goes to education, for example. A lot of money goes to the various social grants, for example, to the health services in the country, to housing in the country, to policing in the country, and various other things. Um, and we also know that they, it borrows a lot of long-term money. So imagine if you go and borrow money on your mortgage and you use this money to buy groceries, as an example. Then basically what you that's very irresponsible. Basically what you will be doing, you will borrow long-term money for short-term current expenditure. And that's exactly what the Minister of Finance is doing as well. So it's all good and well if you borrow money and you buy a new house, for example, to uh, to invest in infrastructure that's going to be there for a long time. But if you borrow money and much of that goes to current expenditure, you are basically destroying capital. So yeah, I can tell you, I know where the money goes to and I know where the money, how much money is owned to who and how much where. Uh, and I can tell you, analyzing these sort of numbers is not painting a very p- uh, pretty picture. Mm. That's something maybe, maybe that's just something that I can mention as well. That the budget of the Minister of Finance in South Africa is perhaps the most transta- transparent budget in the world. We, you can get all in this information. Uh, more so than the second one perhaps in the world are the New Zealanders. But we really provide a lot of information. Uh, and, and that is quite transparent. That is very, very well compiled, the budget of the Minister of Finance. And you can basically get all these sort of numbers. So, yes, we know exactly where everything goes and where everything comes from. And this is where the cookie crumbles, isn't it? Where we look at whether there's value for money, whether we're getting a good return on investment. Because as you say, in terms of how much we spend on education, we are told that the majority of that goes towards paying salaries. So the system, the education system by and large is not really getting better for the majority of South Africans. No, we can we can compare, compare these sort of things. The biggest expense item for the Minister of Finance is education. So we spend more on education than most other countries in the world, uh, absolutely, and in relative terms. But other countries in the world usually beat us in terms of the outcome of education. If you compare South Africa to Mozambique, for example, they spend approximately a quarter of what we spend per child on education. And when you look at the outcome, they're doing significantly better than South Africa. So clearly, we're not doing a very good job when it comes to spending on education. Another thing, we, we've got approximately 30, 30 million people receiving an income from the state every month in the form of grants and also civil servants, which are many of them are just glorified grant recipients. Um, and, and we've got more and more people that receive grants. And the reason why that is happening is because the economy is not growing fast enough to accommodate these people by way of uh, getting jobs or creating jobs for them. So that's a sign of more people being dependent on the state. And, the state, and that is because the economy is just not growing. And that happens because of the wrong macroeconomic policies. So, so we, you and I, we can talk about all the issues in the South African economy, and that's correct. And we can point all those issues out and we can discuss possible solutions to that but in the end what we have we've got a political problem here we've got a government that is just not good at what it is doing and we can see it in just about everything that they touch look at the state on enterprises look at the local authorities 
Look at the numbers that you and I have been discussing just now. Listen to what the Minister of Finance is going to say this afternoon, and you will see everything is moving in the wrong direction. And let me make a prediction. We are heading for a financial crisis in South Africa. If we don't turn this around, we are going to pay very, very dearly for the mismanagement of the economy and of the state's finances, and very soon. So what could the minister possibly say and uh, uh, indicate where we could cut in the immediate term, Davi? You know, low-hanging fruit, because as you say, the economy is not growing fast enough uh, and uh, perhaps there may be a problem with the macroeconomic policies and therefore we're not seeing any jobs uh, being created. That being the case, how do you then create a safety net for the poorest of the poor in the country, if not through a grant? Well, of course, uh, we can't allow, we as South Africans, we can't allow our fellow South Africans to die of hunger. We have to do whatever we can, of course, and I'm, I'm not suggesting we have to cut back on the grants, but the grants is a symptom of weak economic growth. That's the reason why we have many people on the grants. So where, where can we start? Um, the the, the, the uh, confidence in South Africa is rock bottom at the moment. Uh, all sort of, there are various confidence indices, and they all measure, or they all indicate that people just don't trust South, South Africa. It's not a good place to invest in. That's what people think. And not only South Africans, international investors as well. So first thing that we need to do is to Fix, try to fix confidence. But the Springboks winning that that went uh, that is something certainly that was um, that's a good thing for confidence in South Africa. But we need much much more. And a good starting point, I would say, is for the Minister of Finance to stand up uh, this afternoon and say, "Listen, I'm going to cut all this VIP uh, protection for for people in black cars and blue lights." Now, that's just just a sign that I want to really I'm in I'm really. He's serious in cutting back on state spending. And then there are many departments that must simply be closed down. Why do we need the Department of Sport? Think for yourself. What do you think is the job of the Deputy Minister of Sport? What does he do? Does he sit and watch TV the whole day? Do we really need a person like that? We need to do those kind of things. We need to cut back and cancel many of these departments that are clearly just spending money and costing us money. That's certainly certainly not adding uh, any value to the, to the economy. Mm. And just a final one, Davi, um, yeah. with regard to austerity measures. You know, we are told ever so often that, uh, you know, government through infrastructure projects uh, is, you know, one way of trying to kickstart this economy. Uh, but um, do we have the money to spend? Do we go out and borrow to uh, basically yeah, just, improve on yeah. infrastructure? What is the solution here? I don't have a problem. And the economists will tell you there's nothing wrong with borrowing money and spending it on long-term assets, like what I've said. But you used a word here that that we need to talk about, and that's the word austerity. Do we have an austere budget? Is the Minister of Finance running an austerity, an austere budget? And the answer is certainly not. Uh, and the reason why I say so is that the, the fiscal deficit, that's the difference between how much money is spent and how much money gets in by way uh, of the various taxes. In the current financial it's probably going to be in a region of about 6% of GDP. That is a huge amount of money that he spends more than what he is getting in. This is certainly not an austere budget. This is a highly expansionary budget. So when people say that Minister of Finance shouldn't be cutting back because that is implementing sort of austerity measures, that is just completely incorrect and wrong. In fact, the Minister of Finance is running a highly expansionary budget as as it is at the moment, something so expansionary that we simply cannot afford it anymore. 
David Ritt. Thanks for your input, uh, Chief Economist of the Efficient Group. And uh, he's telling us there uh, what he thinks will come out of this afternoon's uh, uh, medium-term budget policy statement, but also just unpacking uh, some of the issues that we are dealing with. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 Nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 Nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.